This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And welcome back into Viterbi Voices. This is episode... 131. 131. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody, although a couple days late. Uh, thanks for joining us back in on this episode. Uh, as usual, I am Paul Ledesma, Director of Undergraduate Admission here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And I'm Audrey Roberts, a junior studying mechanical engineering here at USC. And we have another guest today. Hi, um, I'm Christina. <laughs> I'm a junior studying environmental engineering here. Awesome. And, and tell us a little bit more, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, Christina, where you're from, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, so I'm from the northern LA area in Porter Ranch, uh, so the San Fernando Valley. Um, and on campus, I'm involved in research and studying water treatment technology with the Smith Research Group. I'm involved in the Society of Women Engineers, who I talk more about later in this podcast, um, and a member of Alpha Omega Epsilon, a professional and social sorority for women in STEM. So Fantastic. So, Christina, welcome to the podcast. This is your first time on the podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and you bring us your own episode here. So tell us, yes. what, what, are, what are you bringing us today? Yeah, so earlier this month, um, in November, I was able to go to the Society of Women Engineers Conference in mm. Anaheim. Um, and it was a really cool opportunity to get closer with the other women in the Society of Women Engineers at USC, as well as meet other women um, in the Society of Women Engineers internationally, um, from all the way up to like having spent 50 years in industry to just starting as freshmen. And it was a really cool opportunity to network with people, learn more about uh, career opportunities, as well as attend workshops and things like that. So this is all about that experience and the people who went. This is all about that. Okay. And who is being interviewed in this, in this episode? A bunch of people. A bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, was it interviewed on, during the conference or no, it was afterwards? No, it was afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I interviewed, uh, I spoke with Gabby and Namita, who are the president and vice president for the Society of Women Engineers at USC, um, as well as Eve Herzog, who is a member of Officer Council on the Corporate Committee here, um, as well as Beatrice Souza, who is the vice president of operations, and then Anna Pendleton, who is on the Officer Council Committee for Student Affairs. Awesome. And how many times have you been to the SWE conference? This is my first time. This is your first time? This is my first time. Oh my God. Okay. So I know you're probably going to talk about it on the episode, but, (laughs) but what were you expecting about the SWE conference and what was your most excited part? Excited I, about it. I don't even know what I was expecting. I feel like there are a lot of conference myths going in. Myths. <laughs> like, what are like, conference myths? Like I always hear people like, yeah, I have an interview lined up at this conference. And I was like, there's no way you can just go into a conference and sit down and have an interview. But I walk in and there was like a huge room just for interviews and like hundreds of booths where people were getting interviewed for job offers at the conference, which I didn't really expect. And just the size of it was so overwhelming. I expected to see a lot of people, but I think there were like 16,000 women there. Wow. And it was just huge and a lot of stuff going on. It was kind of overwhelming. Yeah. But I feel like if I go to the next one, I'll be a little more prepared for that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Well, let's get out of the way. And on the back end of this episode, we'll keep you around and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that you you found at the conference. And of course, we'll talk about it. You know, it just... Full disclosure, we're recording this right before Thanksgiving, so my mind is on turkey, and, <laughs> and I want to know what y'all are doing for Thanksgiving, although this would have come out a couple of days after, okay. and some other uh, admission information on the back end. So we'll see you on the other side. 
I am here with Gabby and Namita from SWE. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, I'm Gabby, and I am currently a senior studying mechanical engineering. I'm this year's president of SWE, and I've been involved since freshman year when I got to be part of the ambassador program. I'm Namita. I'm also a senior studying computer science with a minor in screenwriting. I'm currently SWE's executive vice president, and I have also been involved since freshman year. Gabby and I were both part of the ambassador class. Yes, ambassador sweetsters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So could you explain a little more about what the Society of Women Engineers is and what we do at USC? Sure. Um, We're a professional organization on campus, um, and we cater towards women in engineering and also, honestly, anyone else who wants to get involved with SWE and who has an interest in being part of the organization. Um, We're one of the many collegiate chapters, so there's um, college chapters at a bunch of colleges across the U.S., um, and SWE itself is a national organization. Um, But in addition to professional events, we also have student-focused events, which is more about creating a community on campus for our members, and then also community service events um, where we work with local high schools or local elementary schools and try and get girls excited about engineering. Um, So last week, we were in Anaheim for the We19 conference. So what exactly is that conference? Could you explain a little more about it? Who was there? What happened? Yeah, so We19 is the world's largest conference for women in engineering and technology. Um, So that means everyone from collegiate members to professional members. Um, So we have industry professionals who come and represent their company at the conference by either giving a workshop or a talk. Um, And they also represent their company at the big big career fair that they have um, on Thursday and Friday of the conference. Um, and then a bunch of collegiate members or other professional members who want to network or attend these sessions can go and um, spend the three days um, participating in workshops and networking. Um, do you want to add anything to that? I think that kind of covers it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, um, Namita, this was both of our first times attending We19. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, uh, what do would you say surprised you or what did you expect going in and what did you get coming out of it would you say? I think going into it I had done quite a bit of research just by talking to people and reading about it online what I could expect out of there so I think the bigger scale career fair with people who are actually interested in speaking to you is actually something I expected but I still I still was very impressed walking around and I was shocked to see that some companies had literally brought trucks there and were using that as a part of their display. So it was great to see how excited companies were about representing themselves at a conference focused on women in engineering. But I think the thing that surprised me was everything else that was going on in the conference. So the wide range of topics for all the professional development talks that were going on was amazing. I think I attended one called Don't Call Me Babe, and it was focused on how to empower yourself in the workplace so that demand more respect of your coworkers, and I think that was an interesting topic to listen to. So I was very pleased and surprised to see just the wide range. It wasn't just resume reviews, but it was about actually preparing you to be in the workforce, which is something I think a lot of upperclassmen would find helpful 
And I also wasn't expecting there to be a massage lounge and a manicure station. <laughs> um, and a photo booth. Yeah, and I, I got a hat out of a Swee swag vending machine. So <laughs> just all the all the excitement around the conference in general was very nice to see and a very nice environment to be in. Yeah, there's a lot of energy there, which is, like, really cool to see, um, especially in an industry where, like, women are not represented very highly um, in high numbers. So it's so cool to be surrounded by all these people from, like, across the country and from all over the world attending this conference. And then, Gabby, you have been to several sweet yes. conferences. Uh, how many have you gone to previously, and how does this conference compare? And What's your favorite part? Um, yeah, so I've been to two before this one. I went to the one in um, Austin, Texas two years ago, and then last year I was in Minneapolis. Um, and, I mean, <laughs> the coolest part about this one was the fact that it was right next to Disneyland. Like, that was super awesome because we had a ton of um, Disney engineers speaking at the conference. The keynote speaker on Friday was um, a VP um, of the Disney parks, and so she was super cool to hear from, and just having, like, access to people like that by being in Anaheim was really cool. Um, but in previous years, I really loved being able to go to a different city and explore a different part of the U.S. that maybe I never would have gone to in the past. Um, I loved Minneapolis. I thought it was great. We were there during fall, and it was beautiful. Um, and you also get to interact with a different kind of group of people, um, since a lot of people do commute locally to the conference as well as coming from other um states and other countries. So did our chapter from USC have any specific goals going into WE19? Yeah, um, each year we hope to send at least 12 girls from um, our membership base, Um, but uh, we hope that obviously they get to attend the career fair and network with Um, different companies and company representatives and hopefully um, interview with some of those companies. But also we really hope that they get to attend some of the workshops that Namita was talking about um, since I think that that's super valuable in terms of bringing back those leadership skills to campus and then also using them going forward in their professional careers. Is it limited in any way on the terms of who can attend, who we sponsor, anything like that? Uh, So I can kind of touch on uh, how sponsorship works for our chapter as well as who can attend. Um, Technically, anybody is welcome to attend WE19. And uh, if you are a SWE member, a a member of the National SWE organization, you get earlier access to the career fair and you get a discounted registration. But even if you aren't a SWE member, you're still able to attend, which I think is really cool. So um, any of our members could have come. But our chapter specifically tries to support our members by uh, partnering with USG for funding. So we were able to actually work with the USG Leadership Fund this year to pay for 18 of our members' registration, which is more than we've ever sent before. And we were able to do this because the conference was local. So uh, that was a very fortunate thing that we could do this year. And that's something that we do every year for every conference that SWE has. We partner with USG and pay for as many registrations as we can. We also organized transportation to and from the conference. So we had a bunch of us driving. I think all three of us were driving people. Um, And then we had uh, groups uh, lifting or Ubering from 
campus to the conference. And I think uh, we also had some hotel rooms that we booked for our members. So we basically try to make it as easy as possible for members to attend. And we try to support their attendance there. And we give them some guidance on how to take advantage of the conference because it can be overwhelming for somebody who's attending the first time. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It did feel a little overwhelming, but it was good to go with people who knew what they were doing and were more experienced in how to navigate those situations. Do you know where the conference next year is happening by any chance? I don't know yet. I know that like it's a big thing when they announce it because everybody's super excited about what city they get to go visit. Um, I know that the We Local, so each of the different collegiate chapters are part of like a local chapter as well. Um, that's going to be in San Diego this year. So in the spring, we'll also be sponsoring um, SWE members to go to the local conference. And this is um, similar where um, a bunch of industry members come and have a career fair and different workshops. It's just a little bit more on a smaller scale. Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit, where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon very cool is there anything else you guys would like to add or say about the conference your experience we at usc uh, i think I think when sophomore year, when I first heard about the existence of the SWE National Conference, I didn't quite realize how great of an opportunity it is. So I never really tried to attend it in the past. And I think that's one of the things looking back, I wish I had done earlier on. So I, if to all the SWE members listening, uh, I think if there is any way that you can attend a conference, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for your professional development. But I also think It's very helpful for developing your leadership skills and just in general making sure that you feel more equipped to take on whatever challenge you see coming your way. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it really helped set me up in terms of my professional career, in terms of the opportunities that I got at conference, but also just in general, like being there, it's pretty inspirational to see all these women come together once a year um, and like connect over leadership and their professional careers um, and really just trying to support each other. So I'm here with Eve from SWE. Eve, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) My name is Eve Herzog. I'm a junior studying mechanical engineering. I've been a part of SWE since my freshman year when I was a general member. And now for the last two years, I've been a part of corporate affairs. Awesome. Um, And in terms of corporate affairs, can you tell us a little more about what you do on SWE and what corporate affairs does? Yeah, so corporate affairs is in charge of all of our professional development and networking events, whether that's hosting info sessions, um, getting sponsors, which allow us to do everything we do with SWE, um, and planning our bigger events like FIWI and professional development night. Great. So last week, uh, we attended WE19, 
And so this was the first time we were both attending this conference, and it was in Anaheim this year. So could you walk us through the schedule? Like, what happened the first day you arrived? Yeah, sure. So um, I got out of class at 4 p.m. on Wednesday and had two hours to pack before we left, because um, obviously <laughs> I was not packed before that. Um, and I drove um, with a couple of the other SWE members uh, to the conference, got to the hotel, um, and then we studied together like good engineers do, <laughs> um, and prepared for the next day's uh, career fair. Awesome. So day one, crushed it. Lots of homework getting done, <laughs> apparently. And so the Thursday morning, yes. how did that go? Yeah, so Thursday morning, we had the great adventure of carrying a large bag of uh, sweet, uh like shirts and things. Sweet swag, yeah. Sweet swag, yeah. <laughs> to get sold at the conference. So I got to do my manual labor in the morning. Um, <laughs> and then um, we arrived, we checked in, we got a swag bag. I'm a huge fan of swag bags. Um, and then we, uh, I got to like meet a bunch of new sweet people because we were all kind of just hanging out um, in the morning. And then at a certain point, probably around 2 p.m., the career fair started. So I went to that for what felt like 10 hours. It was probably more like <laughs> four hours. Um, that was really fun because there are a ton of companies that don't normally go um, to USC. So that was really cool for me. And I walked around and got a lot of steps in and <laughs> talked to a lot of really cool companies. And at a certain point, I realized I was starving. So I assume I ate dinner afterwards <laughs> incredible yeah and gabby and amita earlier touched on some of the companies at the career fair and beatrice will talk more about it later but who were some of the companies that you talked to at the career fair yeah sure um so who who did i talk to um i just kind of walked around and like talked to things with cool signs that i hadn't heard of before <laughs> in true e fashion um so i talked to whirlpool because i like kitchenaid and they make kitchenaid this is true and so I wanted to talk to them about kitchen gadgets. Um, I talked to um, Nike because um, they're a really cool company doing things with sustainability and also because, of course, free cool swag. Got some headbands. <laughs> um, and then I talked to a material science company out of Boston, which was cool because I hadn't like gotten to really talk to anyone about material science before. Yeah. Awesome. And so... That was your Thursday at the conference. Yeah. Um, and what happened the next day, Friday? Oh, wait. I did things after. You did things after. I totally after. forgot. Yeah. So there are these cool things called hospitality suites. Oh, yes. The um, hospitality suites. Yeah. Where basically companies like get you food and you just like network and talk to other suite members from around the country. Um, so I went to the uh, Nike one with a bunch of suite people um, from USC and ate food and got to you could have gotten a free shirt i didn't get a free shirt um <laughs> but it was really cool because like i chatted with people from all around the country very fun yeah and then i did more homework afterwards and went to bed <laughs> in classic engineering style yes of course okay so friday morning yeah uh what happened at the conference yeah so friday morning i got roped into waking up really really early how I'd, early I probably woke up at like 7.45 because we had to be at the conference at 8.30. Really, really, really early. We had a half hour walk. Okay, that's so true. So I got up 15 minutes before we had to leave. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay, so we went to the uh, keynote speaker, um, got some coffee. I had a donut, which I love in the morning. And um, basically one of the uh, 
higher ups at Disney came to speak. And one of the things that stood out to me was she spoke about um, all the women at Disney that have helped her succeed in her career. And I think that was really cool because I've never listened to someone talk so much about how the other people around them have like supported them. And that's definitely something at USC that has really gotten me through my three years, like my two however many months so far. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so she talked about how like there were the people that when she had a problem or didn't know what was going on um, that she went to to ask for help. And I thought that was really cool because I think even though like she was the only person up there, you could see that it was like a whole squad of women um, helping each other out. Very cool. Yeah. Um, And then after that, I went um, to two lightning talks, one that was called Don't Call Me Babe. Um, Oh, yeah. I think Namita talked about that. Yeah, yeah, Um, So that was interesting. Um, And then I went to another one. And then I had, like, a couple of interviews. I got lunch. um, And after that, I, at 2 p.m., after I was done with all my interviews, made the rash decision to go to Disney. Great decision. (laughs) Highly recommend. (laughs) I hadn't been before. Um, so that I spent 4 p.m. to midnight at Disney. Cool. Um, so overall for the conference, was there anything that surprised you or kind of took you aback when you first got there? Yeah, I think that I kind of went in like, oh, this is going to be a career fair, you know, like everyone's just here to get a job. And for me, it was very like uplifting and kind of reaffirmed why I wanted to be in engineering and the fact that like, we need more women in engineering, so I think it's going to make me more passionate about my work in SWE. So I thought that was totally surprising because I thought, you know, like I would just go to try to get a job or whatever. Definitely. So you talked about the career fair and the uh, the keynote and the workshops that you attended. What would you say is overall your favorite part of the conference? Yeah, um, I would say that my favorite part was actually just like getting to talk to um, all the different SWE members that were there um, and, like, learn a lot. I got to learn a lot more about, like, what the other um, SWE girls from UOC that were there, like, what they're interested in, what they're passionate about. And for me, that was super rewarding. um, And I don't think I would have gotten to do that otherwise. Uh, Is there anything else about WE19 that you want to know or anything about SWE or the National Conference? Um, I would say that, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would be like, what are you doing skipping two days of classes? <laughs> I would say go for it. Um, I think you get so much out of it and would highly recommend to anyone. I don't know. Yeah. Just like take the chance. It's fun. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then the regional conference is going to be in San Diego. Yeah. Are you going to attend? Um, yes. I love tacos. San Diego has the best tacos. So I'm there. <laughs> Interesting motivation. Okay. <laughs> but more specifically, I think it would be really cool to get to know um, SWE members specifically in California. I think it would be cool to like work on creating partnerships with um, other LA SWE um, groups or like San Diego people that are close to us. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. So I'm here with Beatriz. Uh, Beatriz, would you like to introduce yourself? 
Sure. So I'm currently a senior, so in my last year I graduate in May, studying electrical engineering, and I'm the vice president of operations for SWE. So what I do is basically make sure the club can actually function and operate on its own. Um, so we send out weekly newsletters to all of our members and then update our social media with events so people know what's happening. And then we also this year created a Slack workspace for everyone so they can keep up to date with our events and just updates and you know, different opportunities that we find out about because, you know, we are a big organization and we deal with a lot of different students at the university. Great. So uh, you attended We 19 last week. Correct. So what was your experience there? What would you say was the best part? Ooh. So I guess to me, one of the biggest things is obviously with so many different people and with such a big national organization, I guess just to reflect a bit more on that, there's SWE both here at USC and then there's SWE nationally. So we're both a local chapter, but we're also part of a national organization. So with the benefits of being a national organization, you get a lot of like views from different people and different companies. And so to me, one of the best things of the career fair, just because there's such a variety in companies that come. So you don't get the same companies that come to USC. You actually get more opportunities and people that aren't just based in California, which to me is what's really interesting because I don't want to stay here after graduating. So being able to go and talk to companies that aren't from here and are doing different things. And so one of the main reasons I actually picked electrical engineering was to do audio. So I was actually going to major in jazz studies going into college. What you were? I was. Yeah. I actually did not know yes. this about you. <laughs> things you know. But yeah, so I was going to do jazz drumming, did an audition, realized that I wanted to do more like audio engineering and like designing of electronic equipment for music. And so I came to USC to go do more of electrical side. But one of the biggest problems is it's really hard to get into that industry. And so at the career fair, there were a lot of audio companies because here at USC, there aren't that many. But at the career fair, there were a lot. So I was able to go and talk to companies that I wouldn't normally be able to talk to and just see more of how they're approaching recruiting people and then how I can better, you know, prepare myself and try to get jobs there. Just because here at USC, they're more technically focused on like semiconductors or circuit design. But there was very much like here's how we build this like microphone to in like to talk to people. And here's how you do this like converter. And so it was cool to get different aspects of companies. But then you also see so many different people that have learned different things and are just like at different points in their career. And so just being in the career fair is just so interesting because it's just so different from the people you see here at USC. I definitely, yeah, I agree. There were so many companies it's there too. It wasn't just... It was like, like two giant rooms in like a convention center. It was do you massive. know the actual number? Of companies, it's that like were there. easily over a hundred fifty. It was like crazy. It was a lot. It was it was two full rooms, and and they had like stuff hanging from the ceiling. Stuff and hanging like, from the ceilings. All the posters, huge displays, and there were what sixteen thousand people came to a sweet yeah. conference, and I think all of them went to the career fair. Definitely. So it was definitely a a huge experience. Uh, what companies did you go talk to? If that's oh. okay to ask. Yeah. Um. So. I went and talked to Apple because I've talked to them previously. I've had interviews with them when I was looking for internships for my project management roles, but I was looking for more hardware, I guess. And so I went to talk to them about that. And so they were really cool because they, they probably had the fanciest booth out of everyone. It was just super nice. And I was like, whoa. And, you know, Apple doesn't come to USC to recruit a lot, especially in the career fair. They do, like, some events, but not a lot. So it was cool being able to see a different company. I talked to a couple of audio ones. Um, a lot of them I just found out when I was there because they were all sort of grouped together in this tiny little corner. So I went to talk to them. Um, I also talked to Disney Imagineering because I wanted to talk more about their co-ops if I went into a master's degree because 
typically when you do a master's, right, you don't want to keep doing internships. You want to work while you're doing it. So I wanted to see how they go about that. And then they told me they only open those up in like January. And I was like, well, that's sad. Um, who else did I talk to? I talked to Denso and FM Global, which is like an insurance company. So that's, that was like very different to talk to people about that. But that was also really cool. And then I guess the company that I'm probably going to end up working for, Keysight, was also there. And so they didn't they don't come to USC either. And so they were at Sweden, so I got to talk to them there too. Very cool. Um, so I know when I went up to a recruiter for the first time at SWE conference, it was quite surprising to me the type of conversation you have. Because it's very different from the type of conversation you have at a career fair, say, at, at a school like USC. So maybe what... Did it surprise you at all the first time you went, and now that you're more used to going to conferences, is there more of a rhythm that you see when you talk to recruiters? I think I think definitely when they come here, I feel like they're very focused on a goal, and they sort of, like, know they're going to have to deal with so many people that are, like, coming with the exact same courses, right? Because if we all come from USC, we're all taking the same classes. We're all doing the same things. So in their minds, it's sort of, like, trying to find what makes you different. But when you go to, like, a giant conference... People are just, you like, you're different from every single person. And so when you go to talk to them, they're much more eager to learn what you do and, like, what your interests are and what you want to do versus here I feel it's very, like, give me your pitch. Here's what I do. Apply online. And there it was, like, oh, today I walked my dog. Like, I had a conversation with a person at Disney about how she, like, takes breaks during the day to go home and, like, walk her dog. And I was, like, that's so cool. And it's just stuff that you wouldn't talk about normally. And that's definitely a weird thing to get used to at first because you're so used to like going in a professional mindset and being, I need to do this. I need to do that and get a job. And then you go and talk to them and they're just so like carefree and relaxed and they're just there to get to know you. And I think that's just easier. Like, I feel like it it flows more easily, the conversation versus here at USC. I'm just sort of like, you can feel the anxiety and you're like panicky, but then there you're just sort of, you know, like, everyone's there for a good time to learn more. And so, like, I feel like they're there, too, to learn more about you and, like, to learn from people that go talk to them. While here, they're just sort of, like, trying to fill up positions. Definitely. And so it just it's just, like, the environment feels much more relaxed in that sense. So before I went to a conference, I've heard the myth many times that people can sometimes go to conferences and come back with a job offer. Um, and after going to Sweet Conference, I've realized that is incredibly true. Uh, and could you maybe speak on that process and how that happens? Yeah. Um, so a lot of companies do interviews. They, like, pre-screen you before the convention even starts. So a lot of times they you can apply to, like, an application online or you just put your resume on their, like, career center. So Sweet has, a, like, an online career center, and you can check that you're, like, going to be attending the conference. And so you can put, once you, like, put it up there, then any company that's going can, like, search for you. And so a lot of times what helps is you can get an interview through that. And so they already schedule you on for the conference, so you don't have to wait in their, like, career fair line. And so that's easier because then when you want to go to the career fair, you just have to hit the ones that you don't have interviews with. And so you have more time with fewer companies in that sense. Uh, or, you you know, like, if you didn't get it, you just go to the career fair anyways, and you wait through the line, and you talk to them, and then a lot of them do give interviews, and typically on the first day you get the more interviews than on the second day. And so then what you do is a lot of them have either super technical interviews, if they're, like, a very big technical company and they want to do... If they want to give you an offer on the spot, a lot of big companies give you the technical interview then, then and there, which is, like, kind of frightening because you go in expecting it to be, like, behavioral and all friendly, and then you go in there and they're like do this and you're like oh god i'm not ready but it's kind of frightening but typically they're very behavioral based and they're more generic to see if you'd like fit in with a company and then if they like you they try to find a position for you 
And so it's honestly pretty, I want to say pretty easy to get an interview, but if you go up and you're like confident and you know the company and you can show them that you, you know, like you've done research and you know who they are and what they do, it's easier to land an interview. And then all you have to do is just like be yourself in the interview and just like know your resume, know what the company does. And then it's more likely you'll get an offer through that. But I know a lot of people do get offers coming out of it. I've gotten, I know every year I've gone, I've gotten at least like one or two offers. And so it's been, it's been cool just like seeing how different companies run different interviews. Um, but it's definitely, I feel like it's easier to get an interview and an offer at these conferences than it is to get one at the career fair here. And so to me, like I always just like target companies there more than I target companies here at USC. So because this conference is specifically for women in engineering, how do you feel like the career fair and all the other parts were particularly useful for the women in engineering? I think it's just much more comfortable in a sense. Like you can go to the recruiter and you can talk about things that like, you, it's just much easier to have a conversation when you can feel like you can relate to them on a different aspect. Just because, I don't know, like I feel like there is a stigma when you go and talk to like men in engineering sometimes like, it's harder to make the connection, especially for recruiters. Like, I hear USC, I have a lot of hard, like, I have a lot of difficulties talking with male recruiters. They just sort of, like, block up and become a wall, and you're just feel, you just feel like you're shooting at nothing, and then nothing ever happens. Well, I feel like I, I like these conferences that are geared towards women engineering. They're, like, here to hire you, and so the companies bring, like, female recruiters, they bring female engineers, and they're, like, there to try to find you to fill their roles. While here at USC, it's, like, you're competing against everyone else from all these different, like, countries different like genders everything and so it's like harder to find where you'll fit in while at these conferences they're like looking for you and so it's easier to get that benefit of like feeling comfortable and like already knowing that you're at a place that's like sort of boosting yourself and like putting you up higher than where you already are and so you like feel more empowered in a sense and so it's easier to go into these like tough conversations and know like you know like I'm already fitting more of their like mold and what they want and so then you're not as worried about it and so I guess like when you go into these like workshops where it's like female engineers that come and talk about what they've done and like how they've faced different difficulties that you faced like it's 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 good to hear that because you're like you know like I've I like I, I dealt with this problem the other day and then she's like yeah but now I'm like VP of like this company and you're like oh, okay that's cool like I'll, I'll succeed I'll live and so it's really cool to like have that environment with other people who talk about similar things that you can relate to because it lets you feel like you're going somewhere and not like panic as much. I mean, still panic, but like it's not less. as bad. It's not as bad. Panic less. Yeah. More affirmation that it'll work out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. On the note of supporting women in engineering, as that is the whole theme of this con conference, uh, what would you say is your favorite part of We19? I think it's just getting to meet people from different schools like different universities and not even just students like people that are you know like professionals that are actually in their careers and are trying to switch to like a different company and getting to talk to them and see like how they came to that decision like how they feel about doing that because it's definitely not something you've learned about in school and so being able to have that like one-on-one -on -one conversations with people that you just wouldn't have the opportunity to and then hearing how people learn things like at different places and how they've had their like experiences shaped so I feel like it's just like the people and the variety of people that are there. So I am here with Anna from Sweet. Anna, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Anna Pendleton. I'm a sophomore studying electrical engineering here at USC, and I am on the Student Affairs Committee for Sweet. Awesome. So could you explain a little more about what Student Affairs is on Sweet? 
Yeah, so student affairs is um, one of the sections where we plan a lot of social events for the students. Um, we plan different fun study nights, and we plan hikes, and just it's really trying to foster like a strong community among SWE members. So last week we were both in Anaheim for the We 19 conference, um, and so earlier I talked with some people about this overview of events, the schedule, the career fair, and I'm just looking to get a broader sense of what workshops you attended, because that is a huge part of the conference. Um, so what workshops did you hear about? What did you attend? What were you interested in? Just anything at all about those types of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as you said, like there are so many different things you can do at We 19 besides just going to the career fair. Um, for me, um, I attended the keynote speaker, which is really awesome. They normally pick um, a strong female who's inspiring in her field um, just to kind of give a talk to like open up the day, um, start people off on a good note. Um, mine specifically um, was an Imagineer from Disney who talked about how she'd been with the company for a million years and it was her dream to work for them and how everything she did was kind of to achieve her goals and how she failed so many times along the way, but now she's gotten to where she wanted to be. And so just kind of, you know, giving everyone that like positive message, that was really cool. Um, and I also attended some workshops um, that focused on like self-care. Like I attended um, an imposter syndrome workshop that kind of talked about um, how women in engineering so often can feel like they don't belong there and what you can do to like prioritize your mental health um, just when you um, are in this field. Um, and so that was really awesome. And I know that in general, there are just a lot of really cool talks um, from women like from all different um, ages in their career. There was a lot from collegiate members, what they're doing in SWE today, a lot from people who were like just starting their careers or starting to have kids, starting to have a family, what that's like, and then women who've been in the industry for a really long time and giving their perspective too. So there are any type of event or speaker or workshop you'd be interested in hearing, like there's so many different options at We 19 Awesome. Were there any other sort of uh, workshops that you attended at the event or were you doing other things or what were, what were you spending your time doing at the conference? Mm-hmm. Yeah so um, besides attending the different workshops I spent a lot of time at the career fair. Um, I you know on that job grind <laughs> had to um, talk to different companies and recruiters which was really cool. Um, got some interviews that's always good and I think on the I went to the career fair for a long time on the first day, but the second day after I'd already kind of had some interviews, I decided to go around the conference again, but this time just with the intention of networking and getting to meet different people and not specifically just trying to like get a job from them. And I found that that was actually so much more of an enjoyable experience just because I didn't have that pressure of like, oh, I can't mess up. I can't say one thing wrong. And instead, I just got to actually like learn from people who would have really good advice for me. Um, and people who I can maybe reach out to and contact later in my career who were really open to, like, you know, talking to, like, a young person in STEM. And so that was something that I think that I wish I had that mindset going into We 19 of just, like, getting to meet people and learning from them and not so focused on just saying the right thing and doing the right thing to get a job. Cool. Um, and the cool thing about We 19 is that it comes at a time when everyone is looking for jobs, but... We were talking about earlier that there is also We Local conferences. So can you touch upon uh, the conference that you attended, where it was, what you did, and the experience you had with that and how it differs from We19? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was really lucky. Um, last spring, I got to attend We Local up in Seattle um, as a freshman, which was really awesome. Um, and I think the main difference between We Local and We National is the career fair, because at We Local, um, the career fair was way smaller, and because it was in the spring, it wasn't in like the heat of the job season. Um, but because of that, everyone was much more focused on attending the different workshops and going to all the networking events that they had. And so you got to really prioritize, you know, what you can take away from the conference for your own self-growth rather than like, oh, I just need to get a job and that's what my focus has to be. So I feel like when I went to that conference, I learned a lot more and I got to like meet many more people that way. Um, I know my favorite workshop that I attended um, at We Local last year was um, – a panel of women um, who were, there was a high schooler, there was a college student, and there was like a mom, and there was like a grandma. And they would ask them like all the same questions about their passion for engineering and just seeing how they were different across all the ages, but also the same. And like a lot of the challenges that, you know, the woman who was 60 had was also some of the problems that like the high schooler had. Um, And so that was really interesting for me just because, you know, I was recently a high schooler. Now I'm in college. I one day want to be a mom. And so, like, getting all those different perspectives was really awesome. And I feel like I learned a lot um, from them. And I just got to also have a lot of exposure as a freshman to how broad just engineering is in general and what you can do with an engineering degree. Because there were people there who gave talks, and they all majored in engineering, even though they might not be doing it now but explaining how that engineering degree is so applicable in so many different industries was something that I hadn't really thought about um, at that point, which was really cool. Definitely. And I think it's just important to note that one common thread to everyone that I've talked to on the topic of We19, SWE conferences, all of that is just the idea of like, oh, I didn't think, uh, you know, I could go as a freshman and get anything out of it or, um, oh, I didn't think, you know, it would benefit me going at all. But from like Namita, Eve, Beatrice, Gabby, everyone has said like, I wish I went earlier. I wish I learned more. So it's really awesome to hear that you went as a freshman and you yeah, got I to did. Do these things. <laughs> Would you recommend going? Um, are you planning on going? Because you're only a sophomore right now. So you mm-hmm. got you got time. Yeah, I got time. I 100% would recommend people to start going really young. I know that like, when I was there and I would network with people, I definitely got some of the people who were like, oh, you're only a freshman? And like, and like, yeah, like that can be annoying sometimes because you know that people look down upon you kind of or you feel that way. Um, but also like I got so much out of that conference and, you know, just learned so much that it was definitely a worthwhile experience. The SWE conference. <laughs> what an amazing, cool talk. So this was your first time. Yes. And you're definitely going from here on out for the next one? Yeah. So they actually have a regional conference in the spring that'll be in San Diego. And okay. it's a bit smaller and less uh, career conference driven because it won't be during recruitment season. So it'll be a cooler opportunity to go to workshops, network yeah. with more people, things like that. So definitely. Cool. And so the, this was nas- national occurs every year? Yes. Okay. And where's national next year? I believe in New Orleans. So. New Orleans. Ooh. Cool. So it was just it happened since it was here in Southern California. Yeah, it was super close. So a lot of us got to go. It was really cool. That's great. That's great. Um, and uh, when what what do you personally get out of your involvement in SWE? Yeah, I have met so many women in STEM. Um, I feel like in a lot of my classes, I hang out with a lot of engineering students. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it was just really cool to branch out from just environmental engineering classes and interact with women in mechanical engineering, computer science, and things like that beyond just an academic level. Um, I've made a lot of really good friends, and I've learned a lot from them in terms of, like, mentorship on how to apply to jobs, but also, like, best study spots on campus and Mm -hmm. things to do over break. So just every little aspect has kind of been influenced by the women that I've met. And what do you think was one of your biggest takeaways from the conference from a professional in in engineering? You know, there's a lot of professional people there. They're on the other side of college. Uh, what, what, what's something that you probably took away from those those people that you met or that you heard from? Yeah, it was interesting how many professionals there were there also networking. So it's interesting yeah. to know that that never stops. No. And you're, always, <laughs> you're always looking out for opportunities and meeting new people even after you graduate and you have a job. So it was just cool to learn about that and just to talk to people at the different levels and see where they are in their careers, where they want to go and what they're doing to get to that point. Cause mm-hmm. I haven't really thought past, okay, what am I going to do right after graduation? So it was cool to talk to people and learn more about potential steps along the way further that's, down. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I think just kind of listening to this week's episode and then last week's sort of on the ASBME conference and a similar professional society. I think it's Um, super cool how all of these professional orgs at USC really take it beyond networking and it's so much more about community um, and you can really sense that in all the stories of all the women you talk to so thank you I really appreciated that it's really cool it's really really cool Um, so like I said before in the beginning this is we're we're recording this like right before Thanksgiving (laughs) what what are you but I know it's coming out on December 1st which is right after but I want to know what you guys are doing for Thanksgiving I am just going home. I'm so excited to yeah. go home, be with my family. You're like Homemade a 45-minute drive home. Yeah, but I haven't been able to go recently because sure. of uh, busy and I'll get it. midterms and all of that. But um, it'll be nice to go home, do my laundry. Okay. See my animals <laughs> and my mom and big family coming over. So Everyone's yeah. at your house yes. for Thanksgiving? My mom's How many total people? not enjoying it. Just seven, <laughs> so yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> um. I am flying home to Denver, hopefully. I saw it snowing like yeah. crazy right now. <laughs> so TBD on my flight. But um, that's the idea, going home to Denver. Um, probably doing... Uh, Are you going to be posting this from Denver? <laughs> like, will will this not get up? Uh, <laughs> oh, you'll be No, back. it'll get up. <laughs> it'll get up. <laughs> the podcast. I have Wi-Fi there. That's true. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I see snow and I think like, the world's ending. <laughs> um... But yeah, I'm going home. I'm honestly probably going to be doing mostly homework, which is <laughs> really <laughs> yes. But that's okay. I'm trying to not do any work on like Thanksgiving. Hopefully, do, are there any like interesting Thanksgiving traditions that yeah, your family has, or that something that um, let's see. I'm trying Either something you're looking forward to, or something you're not looking forward to. I feel, my sister and I like always make mashed potatoes with my aunt, so that's fun. I love okay. mashed potatoes, so that's um, not, I don't know if that's really a tradition, but <laughs> what about you? Um, my family's Lebanese, so just all Ooh. of the Lebanese dishes I get to eat that I can yeah. never cook myself. And so. what are some of the highlights? Like, what are the dishes that are maybe not found on the traditional Thanksgiving oh table? Um, a lot of homemade hummus and okay. tabbouleh and all this yeah. great stuff that my grandma just whips up. So I'm also asking these questions. So I, I, full disclosure, I'm going to a doctor's appointment today where I have to like do like blood tests. Nothing serious, just a physical. But like I have to fast, so I'm not. I haven't eaten anything this morning. <laughs> oh my gosh! I haven't had any coffee this morning. This I'm dying right now. And so talking about food, I'm like, yes, go on. 
<laughs> go on, go on, tell me more. Tell me more. We can talk your, more about Do you have a Thanksgiving tra- uh, tradition that you... No, just eating. <laughs> yeah. Just eating way too much. I mean, um, my sister, her husband, and her son are in town. They they flew in from... They live in Virginia, and so they came out for Thanksgiving. So my mom is very excited to have us all under one house, you know, so there's the eight of us and two dogs and it would just be i know that's not chaos to a lot of people but to my family that's a lot of people um <laughs> and so it's just be you know the turkey and uh, all the usuals there's nothing really too fancy uh i just eat all day <laughs> nice. I, I eat and drink all day and that's basically it and um at some point i'll probably fall asleep but that's really <laughs> <about> it. <laughs> nice nice what's yeah. everyone's favorite thanksgiving dish that's a great question. I know. I it's always interesting. So I so there's this like I it's not fancy. <laughs> it's something my mom made when we were growing up and it's such a like 70s 80s casserole dish that when you when you actually know the ingredients most Thanksgiving dishes when you know the ingredients is really true. disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but it's this thing that we that she made and I don't even know where it came from. But it was called like broccoli bake. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, and this is how horrible it was from 70s, 80s. Like you take the frozen broccoli and you put it in with like a ton of mayonnaise oh. and crunched up Cheez-Its. I'm not, not <laughs> selling this. this. I know. I know. It sounds so horrible and disgusting. <laughs> like I said, when you hear what's in it, it's not, it's oh, not wow. good. But oh. I tell you what, you bake that thing up with a, it's like cheese and mayonnaise and Cheez-Its and broccoli. Oh my god! So Wait, Cheez-Its? Cheez-Its. I'm not kidding. Like, I'm here for the crunch, though. Right. So, but yeah. and then to make it, you take the Cheez-Its and you have to like roll them out to turn them into like uh, Cheez-It breadcrumbs, basically. And so oh. then that goes on top, and then you you bake that in, and it's just this like cheesy, gooey broccoli, cheesy, crunchy thing, and it's like no one likes it but me. <laughs> well, more for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hate the whole thing. I hate the whole thing. I know it's 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 not a good. <laughs> Whatever you want, and I could be wrong with the actual ingredients. I'm sure there's some sort of cream of something soup in it because that's the other <laughs> ingredient that goes in everything at Thanksgiving. Sounds more exciting this way. I think so. <laughs> I think so. What about you? Um, classic mashed potatoes. Classic mash. Classic. Good call. Good call. What, what's what's the verdict on um, sweet mashed sweet potatoes? That I mean, that's a new trend now. Mm, Never know. Not for me. No. I'm not a big sweet potato person. Not. No. Just, just pure, pure potato, all starch, no nutrients. That's <laughs> what. <laughs> but like, like, so like the actual like sweet potatoes with like, like so they put some marshmallows or cranberries in that, like that dish with. Oh, it's so mm. good. That's so good. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I'm so excited about eating. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't the the. But sweet your go-to is it mashed potatoes or is it? Oh what's, gosh, like, what's the um, dish? My aunt makes really good stuffing, so that. Like stuffing mm, with mashed potatoes, like on a roll, you know, just like on a roll, carbs on carbs on carbs. Oh like, I'm gonna take this bread, I'm gonna make put, something out of it, I'm gonna put it back in it. bread, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and then have some mashed sandwich. potatoes on the side, dipped in mashed potatoes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, not that gross, but uh, I like stuffing, but I'm Stuffing's a big pie person, mm. so and my mom makes pumpkin pie, excellent pie. My mom makes all the pies. Um, they're so good. I can't eat pie anywhere else but home because my mom's pie is just like that much oh, better really? than everyone else's pie. It's all about the crust, 
Very flaky. Um, the di- wow. so good. Yeah. Are you a pumpkin pie fan? I am a huge pumpkin pie fan. I love pumpkin pie. Yeah, me too. Oh, but the secret so to pumpkin pie is you only have it like now. Because if you had it all the time, you probably wouldn't like it. That's my That's feeling true. on it. That's, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And Cool Whip on top or whipped cream on top? Oh, is there a, am I, is there a difference? What's the difference? Oh, my God, There's I'm so sorry. There's a difference between Cool Whip and whipped cream. What's the difference? Well, one is like... One's a like petroleum a, product. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Like homemade whipped cream. No, like no, like whipped cream. Like you take the can, you spray oh, it. Oh, from out. the can. That's whipped cream. That's the, there's well, there's homemade. Okay, there's homemade whipped okay. cream. <laughs> there's the can of whipped cream. Those are still dairy products. And then Cool Whip is like a petroleum product. I it's did like not. it's like it's not like petroleum. A craft. It's, like, it's like it's not petroleum. It's oil. It's, it's probably a petroleum product i feel like out of the can is more fun so whipped cream i like, I like cool whip on uh oh. on my on my pumpkin pie i won't wow. turn down the whipped cream none of that but for some reason it's just that the petroleum like, <laughs> just that oily nature of the, I, i'm saying it's, petroleum. it's totally not petroleum it's like hydrogenated vegetable oil but it's like it, it's just that's why it's that's why it's always frozen oh because you can't it, it'll just turn to oil <laughs> Learning a lot today about cool. Fun facts about uh, <laughs> old products that are probably we probably shouldn't be eating. Oh no! Well, <laughs> it's one day. <laughs> white meat, dark meat. Um, white meat, dark meat. Yeah. Yeah, a little more flavor, I think. Yeah, I like both. I grew yeah. up. I grew up just taking that drumstick. Oh going yeah. To town on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm really getting hungry now. Right? Yeah. I'm. I've been hungry for hours. <laughs> And this is this is all I'm doing. I'm just trying to bring you in. All right. So uh, anyway, back to serious stuff. It, today's December first, which is the uh, if you're listening to it today, today's the application deadline to be considered for merit based scholarships. Um, so I'm assuming a good number of you have got your application in, which is great. Uh, if you have not, get it in by the end of the day. Uh, whenever the end of the day is in your respective time zone. So that's that's an important thing to understand. Uh, now. If you don't apply by December 1st, that's okay. The final application deadline is January 15th. So you still have time to apply. Make sure you get your application in by January 15th. Uh, and that application is just on the Common App. If some of you have applied and you're wondering like, oh, you know, I submitted my application, but I need to have this letter of recommendation come in, or I need this transcript to be sent from my school, or any other supplemental information that's like, from someone else, that's fine. That can come in later. Just make sure that it's coming in as soon as possible, uh, so that it, it's okay if you got something. Every your common application in by December first, things can roll in a little bit later. Just make sure it's coming in as as soon as possible. And uh, now, if you have applied, I'm sure you're anxious. Like, oh, tell me what happened. Well, you know, it took a lot of time for you to write that application, to submit that application. It takes us a lot of time to read all these applications. So. You will not hear back from us likely until the end of March. Now, we will choose the finalists for our merit-based scholarships uh, likely by the end of January. And so there will be a small percentage of students that we will notify that they've been admitted at that point, and they will be uh, named as finalists for our merit-based scholarships. And we, we have to go through like a whole other month of evaluation with them to determine who will, who will uh, um, actually two months of evaluation to know who will get the uh, the, the scholarships. Um, but everyone else will be told, hey, you know, maybe you weren't chosen as a finalist, but we're still considering you for admission, and we will get back to you by the end of March. And so that's that's essentially the timeline from here moving out, which means there's a lot of reading we have to do. We become really quiet because we're reading and trying to understand how to, how to make some good admission decisions. 
for the the rest of our uh, incoming class. So lots of stuff happening. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that. And now we can get back to dreaming about Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. All right. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you.